Welcome back to this one podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And I'm Monty. What up, Monty? The the third idiot in two idiots, one podcast. We're still workshopping new names. I think uh I think the podcast should be called Two Idiots, a dog in a podcast. Because I got that dog in me. Is that dog trying to get out? That dog's trying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bailey, when you edit this, please insert who let the dogs out. Uh, we might get copyright struck for that. I don't know That's about true. all that. Not if you play five seconds of it. That's true. Yeah, if you do under five seconds, it's like a... It's like a it's Where like, am I going to get a five-second clip of who let the dogs out? Literally just who let the dogs out. Who? who? That should be about five seconds, right? Yeah, just do like who let the dogs out, like MP3, uh, just like sound effect or something, and it'll pull it up. I'm probably not. Sound effect sites. I'm probably not going to do that. <clears throat> if okay. I remember, I might. <laughs> It'll literally just be who let the dogs out who who and that's it. Like that's I don't it. need anything else. Yeah, because well, so you just did it. I might just cut cut because you sounded good. I might just cut that and move it over. Oh yeah, do it. Ooh, That'll be yeah. a clip. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, dude, I am a dog though. I bite the fart bubbles in the bath. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen those Dracula flow videos? Yeah. yeah. Well, you watched the first one, I think. I I, I watched the one you sent me. Yeah, you're yeah. the one that sent that. There's two, three, and four. And uh, one of them is, yeah. He's, he's just like, I'm a dog. I'll be biting the fart bubbles in the bath. It's like, what the hell is he going on about? Is, anyway. is that what we're talking about today? Fart bubbles and dogs? Well, I mean, a little later. But today our subject is... Absurdism? I like how there's a, I like how you just cut off and didn't say it. Well, exactly. he looked at you, so you would say it. No, right. I'm not going to say it. That was, that was a, that That's was a Taylor thing for you to announce the, the podcast oh. the subject, I think. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the philosophical school of thought known as absurdism, and Bailey is going to die. Oh, thank God. For <laughs> leaving a piece of belly button lint in my toilet. I, I really thought I peed on the floor, like the way you called me back <laughs> in there. Right. Like, sometimes I don't, I'm not paying attention when I'm peeing, and I'm just, like, playing on my phone and letting it go wherever it goes. Right. And I assumed that I pissed all over your floor. I didn't realize you were bitching because I pulled out a little bit of belly button. Yeah, it wasn't even that bad. Hmm. Wasn't even that bad. Before we started, we recorded the pre-pod, which will be available on our Patreon at some point. And after we were done with that, Bailey used the bathroom. And I thought to myself, okay, well, I need to use the bathroom afterwards. I get he just in wanted there. to smell it. He wanted to see if my scent was lingering so that he could like... <laughs> No, I just wanted really to really get a hit of that. He's like, oh, man, it smells like hot links in here. I fucking love it. <laughs> no, I just wanted to pee. And to my surprise, there was a piece of lint floating in the toilet. Literally, a piece of poop would have been better. Well, I don't have a butthole, so I couldn't have produced poop to put in there. Right. He secretes from his belly button. Yeah. Oh, I thought he just comes out of his mouth because he... Like a South Park situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, my belly button's actually super elastic, like most people's buttholes. And whenever my food's like semi digested, I can just like redirect it. Yeah. You're like, okay, here we go. And yeah. then I poop out my belly button. So I'm like squatted over toilets. So it often looks like I'm like in a weird stuck position. Yeah. But in reality, I'm just shitting <clears throat> through my belly button so that I don't have to like get my butt dirty by touching the uh, toilet with it. Whenever a, whenever a guy comes over to Bailey's house and he's like, hey, you want to fuck? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, do you do anal, right? And he's like, no, but I do navel, <laughs> right? <laughs> see, see, I don't know what belly button lint is because I'm like Kyle XY. I don't have a belly button. 
Uh, that's because you're a test tube baby. <clears throat> Hell yeah, I am. Is why I don't have a birthday. Yep. Damn it. But that being said, Monty, this was uh, something that you suggested right. when we were talking about it. So I think that it's only fair that you start the conversation on absurdism. Okay. I like how before we started, Monty asked, what's like the flow for this? And Taylor was like, don't worry, follow my example. Follow I got me. it. <laughs> right. And then we started Taylor's immediately like, ah, here's all the responsibility, Monty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to start it? No, it's okay. No, no, can... no, it's okay. So since you're giving me so much shit for it, I'll, I'll start the conversation. Okay. All right. Go for it. Absurdism is basically nihilism with extra steps. I don't like that. I don't like the explanation. So that gonna, seems like a dumb down for Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it uh, in a different dumb way. So absurdism, at least like the way I interpret it, is um, as people we uh, we have this like I don't know why I started to go into like an Obama cadence there. As people, uh, we uh, <laughs> we have an intrinsic search for meaning, <laughs> and so basically we, we're we're going through this this life and we're like, hey, what is it all about, right? What is all this shit? Um, and like, why are we here kind of thing? And the universe is just silent on the matter, right? It's just like, Hey, I don't give a shit about you, pal. Like, I don't, (laughs) there's nothing really like here. I'm not going to give you any answers. Right. So absurdism, I think is like the, just saying like, okay, just being okay with that and saying, Oh, I'm not going to search for the ultimate meeting because there seems to be no answers. Right. There's my explanation. Yeah. So it's nihilism with extra steps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how would you define nihilism? Nihilism is yeah. the lack of value. Like there's there's no meaning, no purpose, right? So it's like the same thing as absurdism. For nihilism, it's just like nothing matters. Who cares? We're all going to die. This is basically the same thing, but we'll we'll get into it because there are other steps. Right. But do you do you disagree? Because you're looking at me like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, I I think there's a fundamental difference between realizing there's not the the ability for true knowledge not existing and saying that even if it did exist it wouldn't matter i think those are very different like schools of thought oh interesting so if absurdism is it could be out there we just have no way of finding it there's no way to achieve it right so it doesn't matter is different than even if it's out there i don't give a fuck it doesn't matter like to me those are very drastically different Ah. schools that's interesting uh, I mean, I can see your point for it, but when I when I was researching absurdism, it comes from, and I'm going to point to you because I cannot pronounce the dude's name. I know he's French. Oh, Albert Camus? Yes, because Camus. that's not, when you look him up, that's not how it's supposed to be pronounced. Albert Camus. Yes, and that's what I want to say every single time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm just going to not say his name and because it came from, from because he was a, what was it, like 100 years after uh, Nietzsche? Yeah, so yeah, so he would have been like uh, like early 1900s. Yeah, because Nietzsche said that you know nihilism is going to happen due to the fact that God is dead, like secularization of yeah. society. Yeah, because he's the one that coined the term, you know, <laughs> God is dead, and we killed him, which wasn't literally referencing the fact that God died, but saying that science has taken over. So now that science can be, uh, things can be proven thanks to science, our faith in religion is going to go down. And once that happens, existentialism is going to set in. We're going to have a crisis. That's going to be the direct result of this, which is going to cause nihilism. And then when we are in a nihilistic state, nothing matters and we can't have that. Right. 
So, and then Nietzsche basically wanted nihilism to, to uh, he wanted to usher in the age of nihilism so that way it would disappear quicker. And that backfired. So when yeah. people started being nihilist and were very nihilistic about everything and like, okay, who yeah. cares? Nothing matters. You had people like uh, Albert Camus. Who came along? I'm just going to point to you every single yeah. time. Uh, who came along and were like, okay, that's dumb. Let's kind of expand on it. Right, so taking sure. the the idea of okay maybe Nietzsche was on something with nothing nothing matters right there is no purpose there is no meaning of life the universe sucks but I just don't care it's kind of like a scapegoat type thing like yes I understand that everything sucks right now and I get that there's no meaning and right. no purpose in life but I just don't care and I'm gonna do whatever I want which is kind of nihilism right like i don't really care yeah. so what's the point yeah but it's like giving you like a it's like nihilism yeah i'm not sure like the distinctions because it's like nihilism is like hey nothing matters so just like live your life or whatever but absurdism is like um and i guess it could come from like nihilism could come from like the whole thing of like hey there is no god right that whole thing um <clears throat> but absurdism does start in the same place too where it's like it, as as it's like granting like hey there is no God in the universe. There's no like metaphysical realm that we can see, right? There's no realm where we can pull like um, empirical evidence from, right? So it's like, okay, so this shit <clears throat> is not real. Like the church doesn't have any like leg to stand on pretty much. <clears throat> so because of that, and in, in every other like tr way you try to get metaphysical truth, it just like there's just a blank void in front of you, right? So what do you do? Um, <clears throat> Nothing, because it doesn't matter. Right. Well, I think I think Camus' point is uh, like it does matter. Like the world that you create does matter for you and the people around you, right? Uh, there was one good example where in the 1800s, I want to say, like late 1800s, there was a voyage to Antarctica where these people. Did you see this? Yeah. I'm so yeah, I'll <laughs> let you tell this. Okay. Yeah. So basically, they uh, um, they want to walk like the the breadth of Antarctica, right? Which is a foolhardy idea. It was the 1800s. They yeah. were, you know, yeah, not still, the brightest. Right, still figuring shit out. So, Oh, there's it, this giant ice continent. wonder what's <laughs> on it. Well, long story short, they, they ended up uh, sinking their, their ship um, like while they were like getting onto Antarctica <laughs> and they became stranded, right? Like nobody's coming, right? And so, but, what, but instead of like giving it a despair, they actually like, had a lot of laughs and like you know, uh, cozy like fireplace time and just all this all this cool stuff like they it, it, you know instead of like resigning to death right, it's like okay yeah we're just gonna have fun like because we know our our doom is sure yeah, right? instead of accepting their fate and just lying there and dying they put on plays you know right. we're telling stories right. having a grand old time entertaining each other and that's essentially how they survived right. Did they actually survive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. it's that's like a tale of like <laughs> the the best tale of human survival, <laughs> just for the simple fact that they they did survive and came out of it because of what they did. Because somebody went to go get help. Oh right, if okay. I remember correctly. Yeah, and they eventually came back, but you know the eighteen hundreds it was months because they didn't have those you know Boeing seven fifty sevens that can just you know, right. take it in like a couple hours. Right, but yeah, so. Yeah, absurdism is just like, hey, you know that you live in a, meaning, a meaningless world that's hostile to you, and 
you got like a good 80 years on the planet. So like make, like make shit that matters to you, you know, kind of thing. Cause the world is weird and doesn't give you any meanings, even though there's like a bunch as, as bad as the world is, there's a bunch of cool shit about it. So go and do cool shit. Right. At least that's how I interpret it. It's stop trying to find the meaning in everything. Right. Absurdism says that life has meaning. The universe has meaning. You just don't understand it. You'll never understand it. Nobody's going to explain it to you. And instead of trying to find meaning into it, just accept that you know nothing and move on with your life. Shit. Okay. That's the way that I've interpreted it. Yeah. Hmm. My interpretation and like kind of the way that I think about it is um, there is no metaphysical reality, right? It's like for me, it's like I'm just like, okay, so God doesn't exist, right? And we're here randomly, and that's kind of fucking cool, you know? And so let's make do with that. But, yeah, I'm just saying like there's no – I would say in my perspective like there's no answers to be found. So why even like try to go through that endeavor? Well, because we as humans have to create meaning with things. If you take right. it back to, you know, ancient times where we couldn't really talk with each other, we always explained how things happened through the gods, right? Supernatural right. events. If we, you know, the seas are raging right now because Neptune or Poseidon, whichever one you want to go with, I'll go with Poseidon, uh, is angry at us. And that's why the storms are happening. It has nothing to do with the actual nature being nature because we can't understand that so poseidon's mad we need to sacrifice people and then the storms will subside right and absurdism says stop trying to put meaning in things right which essentially nihilism does the same thing yeah but nihilism says just nothing matters right who cares this is pointless and absurdism says stop trying to make things matter because even if they do matter it doesn't doesn't matter. Who cares? Right. It's absurd. It's but, absurd. But it's also, but it's also about like revolting against the fact that they don't matter, right? Because they could matter to you, right? And that's right. essentially the difference, yeah, from all, my understanding. Right. That's all you. That's all you kind of have in this existence is stuff that matters to you. you know? So it's very, in my interpretation, it is uh, hedonistic. So nihilism is more of a pessimistic point of view with right. the world. And the hedonistic point of view would be absurdism. Mm, that's interesting. Nothing, you know, because because yeah. technically you could do the same thing with nihilism and live a hedonistic lifestyle by being like nothing matters, so it doesn't really matter what I do. I can go and cheat on my wife right now because mm. my wife. Who cares? My wife. Right. But with absurdism, it's like just do what makes you happy. Right. But also, if, if what makes you happy is living like a morally just life and all that stuff. I think that I think that absurdism can transcend hedonism, but I think that is where our minds go. Yeah. First off, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I, I completely agree. Where it's like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, the the old fucking uh, Leonidas thing, where he's like, hey, uh, tonight we dine in hell, kind of thing, you know, so, or uh, eat, drink, and be married. That that's actually not Leonidas from uh, Sparta. It's actually the Apostle Paul who says that. Okay, I'm mixing up my yeah. my my people here. But yeah, to eat. Drink. Gerard Butler did not say that in the movie Three Hundred. Right. Okay, so yeah, it's eat, drink, and be merry for tonight we die, or for tomorrow we die. Right. So that that's kind of the the natural place to go if it's like, yeah. oh yeah, well nothing matters, right? So let's get fucked up, you know. But it also could matter that it's like, oh well, I want to cultivate like a a good uh, inner uh, inner person that can take care of my friends and my family and be good to them, kind of thing, you know. 
there's a lot of things in absurdism for me where it's like, okay, this shit, I, I can make this shit matter if I want to. Like going back to, I maybe on the pre-pod we talked about this, about uh, Nietzsche's uh, parable of the madman, you know, going into the market and he's like, you know, searching for God and like everyone's like, oh, has he lost his way like a child? All this stuff, ha, 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 you know? And then, uh, then he's like, oh, no, like we wiped away the horizon. We've Who gave us the permission to... Uh, kill the creator of all things, you know, and he has been bloodied under our, under our knives. And, you know, uh, who will make us so great? Um, who will make us gods so that we could be so great as to do this thing, which is kill God, right? Uh, in absurdism, I think it's since that is the given where it's like, oh, yeah, God's dead and we killed him with secularization. So now that we know there is no God, we must become gods ourselves, right? And like kind of mold our experience to our liking, and whatever our position is in, like, it's almost like stoic in a way, too, because it's like whatever our lot in life, we got to fucking make the best of it. I think that is also a part of it because of the, the myth of Sisyphus thing where he's like, you just got the fucking guy rolling the boulder up the mountain, right? And he only has his feet, his hands, this boulder, this mountain, right? And he has to, like, make, like, make a good existence within the confines of these constructs. So, I don't know. I think it's pretty – it's like a – um, optimistic nihilism, almost. I can go with optimistic nihilism. At least in my the way that I interpret it and the way that I put it into my into practice or whatever. I can go with that. Yeah. I can say that it's probably more like that. I think my big issue with it is it's just kind of rolling over and accepting everything, not really trying to find meaning or anything like that. It's right. just, ah, who cares? It's if you have a... What was that study that they said? You, you you know, you draw a circle in black Sharpie and you put an ant in the middle of it and the ant will go to the border of the line and stop. And it will not cross it. It, it can. It can cross it at any time, but it doesn't think that it can. And it's not until you take your finger and you push the ant over the line that the ant realizes, oh, I can go wherever I want. And to me, that's like absurdism where you're just staying and you're choosing to stay inside of that circle. You know yeah. that you can cross the border at any time because it's right. not real, but you're just confining yourself to, okay, this is it. Right. You're confining yourself to the absurd. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good little analogy there. Bailey, Bailey got any thoughts? Yeah. You've been like super quiet. <laughs> I've just been listening. <clears throat> no, I mean, that makes sense. Like, I can tell you didn't really like this. Well, no, it's not that I didn't like it. It's <clears throat> the the interesting parts of absurdism that I found is like the philosophical suicide and mm. stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because there's the issue uh, of suicide. Of like, like if nothing matters, why don't you just kill yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And I three thought, avenues that every person takes. Yeah, I thought the that was interesting. Just like reading about it. Um, have you guys heard of Eter Eternalized? It's a YouTube channel. Yes. No. Yep. Eternalized is like a big like philosophy channel, right? Yeah, I watched um, a couple of their videos on an, uh, absurdism, and that's the main thing that like stuck out to me is how once you've like committed to, um, I think it was mostly in comparison to nihilism yes. about like philosophical suicide, where you've just resigned yourself to nothing matters, and I thought that's like an interesting perspective, right? But I don't have like. I'm not knowledgeable enough to have like well-developed opinions. Right. So I'm, you know, 
listening to you guys because it, I know you guys have more well-developed opinions on this than I do. So I was just taking it in. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. I mean, because Monty is an absurdist by nature, and my philosophical standpoint is nihilism. More than anything, like I'm a existential nihilist. Do you think you're? Do you think you approach life in a more pessimistic way or optimistic way? I wouldn't cl- like classify either of them because I oh. wouldn't give inherent meaning to it. I would just like <laughs> I approach life however it is because it doesn't matter. Right, like, you take life on on its terms or whatever. Opening a can of worms by having this conversation <laughs> with Taylor. Oh no, I've had this conversation yeah. with him so many times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's pivot a little bit. What do you guys think about? So, like, this is tied to like if. So this discussion doesn't even start if there's some kind of like uh, if you have any like supernatural belief and stuff. Okay, so I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. the person that invented absurdism, uh, Albert Camus, Camus, said that there were three possible avenues that a person takes right. in life. The first one is they turn to religion. Right. Religion explains everything in life. You go, okay, this is how it is. You join a church, find your religion, find your faith. This is how life works. Right. If you don't go that route, you go to the, oh, well, nothing really matters. I should probably just kill myself and die because what's the point of a living? Having that right. you know, nihilistic approach of, oh, well, this is pointless. And then the third one is accepting your fate and going, yeah. I'll just do what whatever I want to and yes. understanding that you're living in the absurd, what the absurd is, and yep. then trying to better yourself from that, which I guess right. would be more of the philosophical, like I've always thought of that as the philosophical stance. Right. I feel like people take one of those three, like really in real life, take one of those three avenues. You're either a person who uh, studies religion. Mm-hmm. You're either a person that, because, you know, uh, religion does not work for you. So you're like, okay, that doesn't work. But what about philosophy? I don't think that you can do uh, philosophy and religion at the same time. I think you can. You think you can? Why? Because I would consider myself religious. I believe in like a higher power, like a God figure. Yeah. 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 But I also think that reality is hard for us to understand and we have a very limited scope of what we can even perceive. Yeah. Because, like, we can't perceive radio waves unless they're transmitted through a radio. Right. So there's a lot of shit going on that we just don't have the capacity to understand. So I think philosophy is also very important, and I like to study it. But I also still consider myself, you know, religious. I still consider myself a Christian. Well, do you you think that the two things contradict each other though i think there are contradictions but i think the contradictions are more of our lack of understanding Uh, than uh, like an absolute truth Uh, in one way or the other okay i'm glad you said absolute truths because it because two things can simultaneously be correct there could be a god controlling everything and he could have a sense of humor and that's why life is absurd and that's why like things don't seem to make sense right like there's no proof against that there's no proof for it right but because of that it's like easy for me to say or it's easy for me to have like double think and contradictory beliefs yeah because i recognize that there's things beyond my capacity to understand so you're an absurdist i mean if that's what you'd call it would would you would you call that because i think that that would be absurd 
to think because yeah. yes, it's technically correct. Right. When you're thinking that okay, so there is no proof either way. So yes, God is real, but God is also not real at the same time because I cannot prove that He is real, but I also cannot disprove that yeah. either. And because of that, I'm just accepting it and moving on into the world. So right. maybe maybe absurdist could be the the middle ground where philosophy and religion can come together. Um, well, I think it just, uh, I think it really does depend on like the content of your religious, uh, kind of identity, right? Yeah. Um, cause like what you said just there, like makes perfect sense to me. Like you could be an absurdist and be like a theistic guy, right? If you make these like caveats, right? Cause if we're talking about like a general God, it's like, oh yeah, he can make an absurd universe. Of course he could. Right. Yeah. But could, let's say like more specifically, like the, the kind of, uh, theism that they were, uh, that like Europe and shit were taking over was like actual like Christian theism, right? Yeah. Um, so it's harder, like when you do philosophy, it's harder to have those two coexist because of that. Because you were saying like, oh yeah, I could be an absurdist because God would create an absurd world. But could. it's like the Christian God couldn't though. Well, so my thinking on that, because I've thought about this a lot. Right. Um, people are stupid. Like, I'm stupid. <laughs> yes, me too. People 200 years ago were stupid. Yep. People 500 years ago were probably stupid. People 2,000 years ago were likely still stupid. Right. Yeah. So I know that uh, people like to say that the Bible is like the word of God. Like, these yep. are words that God spoke, and they were exact translations. Right. Have you guys ever played the telephone game? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yep. okay. like, I yes. think the Bible could be extremely real if you could get an original copy right or an original copy of every book like could totally be based in 100 percent exactly what happened yeah the issue is you have king james version there was shit in it he didn't like so he was like i'm gonna x this out <laughs> yeah rewrite it slightly so that it's yeah, it looks more favorably on the things i want to do yeah scribe yeah. change the wording on that one cut that passage out yeah sure so I think that that's probably happened over thousands of years. So the main message might be similar, mm -hmm. but the way it's been changed and the way our understanding of language has altered over the years, right? like the bush was burning, like it could literally be a bush that was on fire or it could be, oh, I took some psilocybin mushrooms and I'm tripping <laughs> balls. Right. You know what I mean? Or like it could be that George W. Bush appeared and was literally on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's right. impossible to know. Yeah. Or Bar uh, Barbara Bush, I think. Oh, it's even better. <laughs> but that's that's how I rationalize like heavy contradictions. I see. Is because human influence on the book has altered its meaning to make it to where because I based on my understanding of like God, he wouldn't want you to have like a church that you give you know, a percentage of your money to and whatever they say is law because right. they're men. Right. They're right. humans. They're no better or worse than you or I. Right. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, because I agree with you because my understanding of God is that, you know, because uh, what's the, the first the first commandment is thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Right. And I think that to a certain extent that almost kind of slightly becomes that, right? Like, becomes... Like, 
Like well, when you deify humans. Yes. Saying, you know, you have to give to give to the church, right? Like, I'm not going to force you to do anything, but you need to tithe. Because yeah. how many instances of, I'll use the mega church, uh, Joel Osteen. Osteen. Yep. Yeah, great example of that, right? I mean, I think that you could probably make a strong argument for the uh, for making him like a deity, right? Yeah. At okay. that point, because he has this super mega church. And I think that a lot of people would look at that and go, okay, well, that's not what God ever intended. Sure. But a lot of people interpret uh, the Bible, like you said, so many different ways, just like philosophy. Like mm-hmm. you and I have different views on absurdism because, right. and we could hear the exact same message right. and take it two yep. completely different ways. Differently. Yep. Which I think has definitely happened because, yes, it has been proven that King James took things out of the Bible and was like, ah, I don't really like that, or mm, change the change the wording on that one. And that's why you have how many different versions of the Bible? Like, that's not even... If you look at the... <laughs> well, the, yeah. the Torah translations, right? Yeah. Looking at the Torah translations, those are completely different than the King James Version. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about, like... So, yeah, like, this whole thing... We were talking about, like, religious faith intersecting with, like, absurdism, for example. Um, it does depend on, like, how you view like the religious like again like the religious religious revelation like you were talking about that makes perfect sense to me what you're saying about uh, like it being corrupted or whatever um i will say like with my studies in the new testament like i've i read the new testament like a shit ton i've done a shit ton of like like took a lot of like college courses on it like online and stuff um just really like hammered down on it i will say this is that it seems like the new the scholarly like position on the New Testament is that it pretty much says exactly the thing that, like that. It's always said that it's always said, but there are like just some really fucked like weird things in the scribal history of like the Greek. We're talking like Greek manuscripts and yeah. stuff, right? Um, but yeah, so if it, if you're saying like you believe like the original message as it came down or whatever, I don't think that that would be too much of a like a. You would still have to like accept that if you're to, to believe the scholars, obviously. Right, and that becomes more tough, right? Because the New Testament talks about like a God who like made the world and it fell into sin and all this stuff, and like that doesn't seem as a like absurd because it has like a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Like, what's the final uh, pinnacle of time is like Jesus Christ coming back at the end of the, at, at the end of days, right? And yeah, yeah, and like kind of tying everything up in a bow. Like the uh, the sinful uh, people go are tossed in like a fire. The the Righteous. saints, yeah, yeah, the saints are rewarded in heaven, right? So that's not like an absurd universe, but I like what you were saying about like, oh, a deity could do that, right? I don't know if they could, like if you're choosing like one of those three paths, like the, I think like the fundamentalism, like religious stuff is probably. Yeah. Like yeah. the thing that, because I see, I see what you're saying, but I think if you're a fundamentalist, like you actually do, because like me living with in, so for everybody listening, I was a, a Christian fundamentalist for like 10 years. That just means I was really heavy into theology and uh, the most conservative take on the Bible you could, you could take, right? So that's kind of <laughs> kind of my history with it. Um, but, yeah, I think for you, like a person like you, you're just like, oh, yeah, well, this could be this or this or this, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, people who are fundamentalists don't really have that option. Exactly. Like, I guess that, that's kind of like one of those three prongs. You kind of have to stay in your own lane with fundamentalism. Well, and I, I think you have to stay – you have to stay in one of those three lanes. Like, I don't think that there's a fourth. Like, I really think that it would be like, you know – uh, a trident right and you have one of three options that you get to choose from like mm-hmm. do you go towards do you lean more on the um philosophical side of things right. do you lean more on the religious side of things or do you just reject both of them say that life has no inherent meaning and die because <laughs> but that's basically what it is right 
because I mean, if you look at it from like a mental health perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. Why do people commit suicide? Why have people ever committed suicide? Because mm-hmm. they don't have a purpose. They feel like everything is meaningless, like there is no value in anything. So then they die because what's sure. the point of living? If yeah. I'm in constant misery and agony, which there are philosophical schools of thought that say that that's good and you should live in misery in order to toughen yourself up, right? right. But you know, from a uh, from a standpoint of what we're talking about today with absurdism, they see that and go, "No, this isn't worth living anymore. I right. just need to die. I'm going to reject everything." There is no God, there is no philosophy, there is nothing. So why should I spend, you know, 20 uh, more years in agony or 40, 60, 80, whatever? Right. Yeah. It's a like dark, I, dark well, path. No, but but I but there's but why like I don't I don't really I can't find an argument for a fourth path and I can't find an argument for, you know, taking one of those paths away because I see like every single day those are the three options that people choose. Is Religion, philosophy, or death, uh, or or suicide. Yeah, well, because it's because everybody has the you know I call them the oh shit moments where you just you know wake up and realize one day like everything kind of hits you. And I think what I've uh, basically drawn the conclusion to is that everybody wakes up and has that oh shit moment Mm -hmm. after they've graduated high school and college because back to the whole purpose thing, right? There there has to be purpose. You you hit these milestones. When you're growing up as a kid, you have certain milestones, like, you know, the, what is it, your your 10th birthday, because you're in the double digits, and then you're 13, so now you're a teenager, and right. at 16, you can drive a car, at 18, you become legal, so that way you can go to strip clubs, and you used to be able to, you know, buy cigarettes, but you can't do that anymore, uh-huh. so that doesn't count. You can, uh, the military. You can, you can skeet, yeah. uh, fake ejaculate on people. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 21, you can drink, yes. you can smoke. Right. At and 25, you can rent a car. Yeah, 25, you can rent a car. But what happens after that? <laughs> well, at, at 30, you can start bitching about how young people use words you don't understand. But everybody hates 30. Yeah. That's the one that everybody talks about because they're like, right. oh, my God, I'm 30. And then everything's kind of like downhill from there because right. everything that happens after 25, yep. nothing like your birthdays don't matter. There's nothing to work towards. When you're in, when you're in elementary school, right? right, you're wanting to go up to the next grade. And then by the time you get to your senior year of high school, you have one of two options. You either go to school and continue doing this for a few more years, or right. you don't. And then what happens after that? You go you go to college, so now you have something to look forward to for the next four years, right? So the next four years of your life are already planned out. Or you go to the military, so the next four years of your yeah. life are already planned out, so you have yeah. a purpose. You do, yeah. Right? But then after that, yeah. what happens? Well, now your whole purpose is... You know, okay, well, I'm going to get into my career. But you wake up and you don't have anything. (laughs) You're laughing at me, but you know it's fucking true. I'm laughing because that's true. Yeah. 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 Because then you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm going to go and work towards my career. And then you get out of college and you're 21, right? And you're you're fresh-faced or you get out of the fucking military or whatever. And you decide (laughs) that you don't want to do this because that's not your career and you want to go do something else. And what happens to those people is they go, oh, shit, this is not what I wanted to do. They have this this oh shit moment where it's like my life is meaningless and it usually happens a few years after that around that 24, 25, 26 mark right. where you just kind of wake up and you're like, oh, there is no purpose anymore. Right. And when you hit that mark, yep. you have one of three options <laughs> because now your life has no fucking meaning. You have nothing to work towards. So the I would say probably one of the happiest periods of my life yeah. was a purposeless time. Yeah. And it Damn. was right when I got out of the military, I had six months where I didn't work. I didn't have intentions to work. Mm. 
and I just sat at home and played World of Warcraft for 18 hours a day. That's great, man. I was so happy. <laughs> and then when I moved to Oklahoma from West Virginia, you know, yeah, I spent a year and a half where the only thing I did was the podcast. If yeah. I wasn't doing the podcast, I was sitting at home drinking and playing video games. Right. There was a period of time, <laughs> like I'm beautiful. not even kidding, where it he was literally beautiful. would not get out of his house unless he was coming over here to do the podcast. That's yeah. amazing. DoorDash, baby, what's up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. I was so stoked. And then That's something amazing. happens where you're like, okay. I got to do some comedy. I gotta, and it always happens because right. as humans, we have to find purpose and meaning. And I think that that's part of my argument against what, I mean, I guess you could also argue that against nihilism too. I think that it takes a certain kind of person just to yeah. kind of accept it. And it's not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody right. needs to go and be an absurdist or a nihilist or a stoic or whatever. Right. If philosophy is not your thing, cool. Like what right. works for me doesn't work for you. I don't fucking care. Find your thing. Well, this is an interesting, like um, a lot of people, like a, like normal people, right? They don't think about this that heavily. At least I would be shocked if they did. No, um, because they it, they they're in their rat race and yeah. they just kind of accept life. Like if there's a there's a certain group of people, yeah, that have these oh shit. I think everybody has the oh shit moments, and yeah. then some people have the oh shit moments and do something about it, and then right. others go, you know what? I'm just gonna stay at this company and work here for 40 years, draw a pension back when that was still a thing. So right. I'm just gonna contribute to my 401k, retire at the age of 73, and life's gonna be good, and I can live my life after that because yeah. that's essentially what most people want to do. Am I wrong? No, do, you're right. Yeah. yeah, most people just accept that and go. Yeah, no. And they stay at a job where they're miserable because like the absurdist thing, they, they know they can get out of that job at any given fucking time. You right. can walk out and quit. I had a But what would be worse? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. so I'm just going to stay here and be comfortable with this because I accept my fate and then I'm going to die one day. But before I die, I'm going to spend like seven or eight years doing whatever I want. And right. It's like you've had this whole time to do that too. Right. Like, why aren't you doing it? Because for you, you started doing, you started doing comedy. You woke up and you're like, fuck, I need to do something. And you started doing comedy. And I would say you're a lot happier okay. now that you've gone out and doing comedy. You got the podcast, you have comedy, and you're not really playing World of Warcraft. You're playing Final Fantasy VII, which is stupid, but that's not the point. Hell yeah, dude. But I would say that you're probably happier, right? Uh, I would say most days I'm happier. The, so the difference is the difference that I've noticed when you uh, apply purpose to your life, it makes it to where things aren't as steady. Because when I was resigned to what I was doing, I was stoked playing video games and podcasting. I was, I would say I'm, I would say I have happier days now, but I also have worse days now because then a bad day was like, oh, Taco Bell doesn't have, you know, lava sauce anymore. Fuck, this sucks. Oh, yeah. they got rid of the volcano menu. <laughs> Whereas now I have a bad day and it's like, oh, I just embarrassed myself in front of 60 people. I don't want to leave my house for two or three days because I, I'm i a waste of space and I have no value and I shouldn't exist in public. Right. Yeah. So God the the highs are higher, but the <laughs> lows are lower. Those valleys, yeah, those yeah. valleys are fucking deep. Those yeah. hills, fucking yeah. Mount Everest, but the fucking valleys. <laughs> yeah, when you get to That's the top, terrible. you're like, yeah. Uh -huh. But when you're at the bottom, you're like, uh, uh, I'm just gonna fucking kill myself. Right. <laughs> so, so I would argue that there like is no, there is no purpose, right? I mean, have you yeah. listened to our our nihilism? Because yeah. Bailey doesn't want me to open this can of worms. No, you uh, can. It's fine. I think it's yeah, funny. It's cool. Why do you think it's funny? Why do I think it's funny? Because 
because your take of did you have a good day? Did you have a bad day? Well, no, I just had a day. Every day is just a day. <laughs> okay, it's fucking yeah. silly because even <laughs> if you just have a day, yeah, you there every every action that happens. If you watch something fun on TV, that's a positive thing. Is if it you watch something stupid on TV, that's a negative. Yes, because everything that happens, even if you don't want to assign value to it, has value. There right. no. Yes. Okay. I agree with that. So here, let me let me explain this to you, right? Okay. So the the nihilistic part of me um, says that they're like nothing matters, right? But Bailey's gonna fucking laugh at me, and I <laughs> I pissed somebody off with this because I kept capitalizing and using the word because I I capitalized the word matters, the only one that I spell uh, wrong intentionally, right? <laughs> I pissed somebody off. They literally said, and I quote, if I have to read the word matter one more fucking time, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. Is that me? That was not you. (laughs) The person listening to this, they know exactly who it is because that's like ingrained in their brain. But, you know, if if nothing matters, then I should just kill myself, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. the, the true nihilism can't really exist because true nihilism means that I can rape, pillage, do everything because there are no consequences. Who cares? Right. So I don't believe in true nihilism. It's anarcho-nihilism or whatever. Uh, Yes. So then there becomes a point in time where you have to say, you know, nothing matters but with, like, a capital M. So now I can assign value to things. small matters. Yeah. Yeah, some small matters, right? So, like... Uh, you know, the podcast matters to mm-hmm. me, right? Uh, my family matters to me, right? right? And everything else I don't fucking care about. Right. But I don't like labels. I don't like, because I think if you if you give something, Bailey, fuck you. <laughs> if you label something, you're mm-hmm. giving it intrinsic value, right? By and giving it power. <laughs> so when Bailey says the whole thing about having a good, because he'll ask me, do you have a good day or a bad day? I'm like, it's just a fucking day. Like, I'm not going to assign value yeah. to it. Because when I assign value to something, mm-hmm. if I say that today is a good day, right? I have to go through my day, figure out everything that I did, and that sets the bar <laughs> for this is what constitutes as a good day. So if I don't do these things, then it's a bad day, right? So then when I have a bad day, it sets the bar for this. If one of these things happen, it's automatically a bad day. Well, what if I just don't give any value to it and say it's just a fucking day? It's just something that I have to do because it doesn't matter. Hmm. The right? intensity in your <laughs> voice indicates that you feel like it matters <laughs> and you're That's trying just... to project that it doesn't. I am not. Fuck you. <laughs> so do you hear what do you hear what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. OK, so life. So so life's like a casino, right? Mm-hmm. When we are born, we are admitted into the casino of life. And we sit down at a table and we play a game of cards. We're dealt a hand. And depending yeah. on how much skill we have, depends on how many chips that we acquire because yeah. we have to play the hands that were dealt. Mm-hmm. The difference between the casino of life and like a real casino is at any point in time when I have amassed enough chips, I can cash out and walk away. Right. I can't do that in the casino of life because eventually, you know, the Grim Reaper is going to come up behind me, tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, buddy, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And I can't take my chips with me. So all of my chips that I've accumulated get Mm -hmm. pushed back into the center of the table Mm -hmm. and are uh, redistributed amongst everybody else that's still playing. So you you have a house, right? Yep. Okay, uh, how many people lived in that house before you? How many people owned that house before you? In fact, how many Uh, people owned the plot of land that it sits on? Damn. And every single one of those people had the same fucking thought that you had when you and your wife bought it of, oh, my God, this is perfect. This is a, you know, this is ours, blah, blah, blah. And when you die, someone else is going to come along and have the exact same thought and it's just going to repeat. 
Yeah. Because it doesn't. That's true. But actually, they'll have to. They'll say like, "Why is there all this cum on the, <laughs> on the hardwood? Why did he nut on the carpet and hardwood? You know, to replace all that." That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's gonna matter. Right. That's what's gonna matter. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, I, I like that. Well, yeah. and, and that's why you know you take that that nihilistic approach. And I think that it's different yeah. than absurdism because it's like you know I'm I'm putting things like I'm saying that this yeah. this matters to me, right? I can't just right. accept the fact that nothing matters. Right. I'm saying that these few things these do, so things nothing else does. Like I don't fucking care if I'm stuck right. in traffic. I don't care. Right. Is it annoying? Absolutely. Sure. But like, yeah, how, what's gonna happen? Yeah, how I articulate that? It's like. To me, you do have to assign value to a day, but like, if you if you have enough good days, why? Why do you have to assign value to a day? Why can't it just be a day? Uh, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, how would you articulate that? It'd be, well, let me let me ask you this: how how has today been for you? Is it a good day or a bad day? It was a good day. Why? Um, just because the things that happened to me. You didn't um, have to use your AK. Didn't have to. Yeah, I didn't have to get the strap. You know. <laughs> um, it's an ice cube reference for all you youngins out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, man, some, so like you can generally like just tell like when something is like a positive, like Bailey was saying, you can tell when something's a positive experience versus a negative experience. No, you can't. Cause that's absurd. Well, you could, yeah, you can exist in an absurd world and still have value judgments of things being good or bad based on the, uh, average like judgment of those things being good or bad by people. Yeah. But it shouldn't matter though. Right. Right. Well, it does matter to me. Right. <laughs> and I live in an absurd world and that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> we all live in an absurd world. That's right. So what I'm saying is, is like I can just say like, oh yeah, rating my day as good or bad, that fucking matters in some small uh, part of my brain, right? And just say, okay, these were a list of this was a list of good experiences. This I will label this as a good day. And you have enough of those good days, you'll hit like a average, right? That you kind of yeah, uh, I have had 28 years to average out what makes a good day and what makes a bad day. Right. No. Exactly. Exactly right. So it's like. But the whole thing with like philosophy and stuff, and I think like Stoic, Stoicism is like this, where it's like you kind of raise your tolerance for like what constitutes a good day. No, where you raise like, your tolerance for what constitutes a bad day. A bad day, a yes, bad day. exactly, yeah. bad day. Yeah. No, because I'll say Stoicism just says, you know, who cares? Fuck no, it. No, no, no. Stoicism says that you can make a bad situation good by altering your perspective yeah. of it. Okay, but by so my, does this. Yes. But that's the same thing, which I think that you probably can draw parallels between stoicism and absurdism. Well, I don't know that I don't know that uh, absurdism inherently says this. No, it, it does because of the fable. The fable. Oh, yes, that's right. See? Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Because he accepts the fact that he is doomed to push the boulder all the way up the hill, right. knowing full well that it's going to go back down every single time. No, you're right. Yeah. And he just accepts it. He's like, this yep. is my life now. And that is absurdism to me, is just sitting there, taking it and accepting it. So when I talk about the people who are going to stay at their job for the next 40 or 50 years, right. they're living in an absurd world saying, I'm just going to take it. Okay, right. but the nihilistic approach is why should I have to do that? Who fucking cares? I'm going to do whatever I want, right. which is like breaking the matrix or whatever, breaking out of that rat race. Those right. are the people that stand up and are like, no, nah, I don't really want to do this. Fuck you. Well, no. So like, yeah, so that that's a, I would say the like that guy, the guy working the job is like Sisyphus, right? Yeah. Um, but the, I, I think, wanted to say Oedipus and I'm like, I know that's not <laughs> he's trying to fuck his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While he's pushing the boulder up, he's like, damn, yeah. wow. I'm pushing this boulder up <laughs> so I can fuck you, mom. Yeah. yeah. Step on me, mommy. <laughs> See all Get these those stilettos on my balls. Right. So, this is for you. Yeah. But no, there's a, um, there's another part in the book, The Myth of Sisyphus by uh, Camus, where he talks about Don Quixote. 
Don Quixote, the or best not, not, selling book of all time? Actually, not Don Quixote. It's Don Juan. <laughs> Don okay, Juan that makes okay. more sense. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, so dude. I was like, wait, not Don Quixote. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think Don Quixote came out like before that. Right. But it's a different region, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like Spanish. Like, yeah, that yeah. shit came out like the 1600s, yeah. I think. So Don Juan, he's like a guy who's like chasing one love after another, like yeah. throughout like Europe and like the Middle East he goes to and like. He keeps hopping from like woman to woman or whatever, and but he's also like finding fulfillment in his exciting adventurous life, right? Um, but he realizes like it's absurd, right? Because like Don Juan just doesn't have like the mental capacity to love one woman, right? Uh, so in the same way, we're doomed to you know not have any answers to our existence with whatever, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, but no, I, I'd say like uh, you can use both Sisyphus as an excuse to stay at your dumb job. Or you can use the the idea of Don Juan and hopping to another woman because that's what's exciting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like no. It, no. It does. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I can I can see what you're saying with that. So it's like yeah. So I don't know that the point is to like stay in your crappy circumstance. It's saying no. Get in the best circumstance you can, as long as it matters to you. Or don't do it if it doesn't matter to you. But if you're miserable, like feeling like shit should matter to you, and you probably want to feel better. That should matter to you. As long as you're gonna spend eighty years on the earth, you might as well make, might as well fill them with things that matter to things you. That things that matter to you, and yeah, and things that are that make you happy. Like do things that matter. Yeah, and that make your brain juices scream, and your other juices scream. Yeah, got me pissing, shitting, shooting ropes. <laughs> I'm coming, blood. Ah, <laughs> uh, as long as it's not dog minstrel blood <laughs> that was a cannibal corpse reference for all you youngins out there yeah it's about shooting blood from your cock <laughs> have you guys ever been to a captain d's no i've seen it from the highway you're familiar yeah so i the whole reason i've not gone there is because i legitimately believe the first time i eat there i will get food poisoning that's, that's they, reasonable thought yeah have you ever seen more than one single car there <laughs> no, I mean, that's not a good thing to go to. People use that shit for Arby's, and Arby's is delicious. Arby's Say Arby's. Is no, it's, there's, you, no there's one thing at Arby's, two things at Arby's that I will eat, and that's it. There are a lot of delicious Oh, dude, things. you all no. make me turn into the old me. No, I'm just telling beef you. and cheddar. <laughs> I'll eat, I'll eat a beef and cheddar. Was that, a, a, was that a reference? Uh, yeah. Is that called Gray? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For all you youngins out there. Because <laughs> you probably forgot about Dre. Right. Yeah. But, but, um, that was another reference for all you youngins out there. But Captain D's, though. <clears throat> Every time I go there, I expect to see like a giant dick behind the uh, counter mm-hmm. with, uh, with an eye patch over its spitting eye and a parrot taking my order because Captain D's, like, so it's a captain that's a cock. Mm-hmm. You can Captain D's nuts in your mouth. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to do that. But that's what I always think of when I hear it. That's it's absurd. just like a giant. Yeah, no, that's why That's why I brought it up. Because I know it's an absurd thought, but just like a giant, like human-sized penis yeah. with an eye patch over its spitting eye and a parrot on its shoulder. Or I guess shaft in this case. <laughs> oh, dude. On a shaft. Wait, dude, did we talk about fucking... <laughs> was it us that we were talking about the uh, what if a snake... So what if there was like a snake-man hybrid, but the only parts that were man were like a full-size dick, like underneath <laughs> with balls, right? 
And then, like, the eyebrows for some fucking reason. I don't think we would, but <laughs> no. this is fucking beautiful. <laughs> so this is, an absurd, this is an absurd thought I had where it's like, oh, yeah. Because, oh, my friend was talking about, like, a, a human-snake hybrid. He's like, oh, yeah, he has, like, the chest of a man and arms, but he's a fucking snake, you know. And I'm like, oh, well, that's funny, but what if we just, like, just genitalia, just a fucking dick snake <laughs> with, eye, with fucking furry eyebrows, right? And, the, and uh, I guess it was my friend. He was like, well, why eyebrows? And I said, well. That way, when you're walking in the woods and you see, like, oh, shit, a snake, but it's, like, from the front, right? You can say, is that a dick snake or is that a python? Because, like, dick snake will have a different outcome than coming across a python. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, don't know. Is the dick snake, a, a, like, a constrictor, though? Like, it's going to wrap it around and then eventually find your butthole? And yes, that's it's, when... a, it's a rape snake. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's going to squeeze you, but how you squeeze t- you gently. But every So if this was real, every Boy Scout, like... They'd have to get their dick snake badge because they'd have to like see the the uh, the furrowed brows on the snake's face, you know. Wait, that's the dick snake. Yeah, I was like, oh no, oh oh, oh shit, cut! They go, they go, dick snake! Oh god, dick on the ground! Hide Just, your wife, hide your kids. Dick he's down, like, dick down. <laughs> and it's like a certain, like when the snake, you know how like uh, certain like cobras like expand their heads. Yeah. When attack. Well, it expands something when it attacks. <laughs> that's right. So Dick Snake is like like he's doing like a, like vaults with his hard <laughs> human penis. I don't know how to make a fucking hashtag out of this hashtag Dick Snakes hashtag Rape Snake. Rape, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah, that's cancelable. <laughs> rape Snake is not that. Good. That's gonna put us in a totally different bracket on if that's. <laughs> but yeah, my I do rather enjoy like the the Dick vaulting that happens when the snake gets angry. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It oh. could, it's like an Olympic snake, like yeah. an Olympic gold medalist snake. That's right. With built-in vault power. Right. Because he just uses, he's slinging that sausage, man. No, he's, he's definitely slinging fucking sausage. <laughs> so sausage snake. I could have swore we were the one we, no, we talked about. That. I wish we did, <laughs> but no. So that's what we call podcast amnesia. Okay. Gotcha. But I, I have it in real life, too, I guess. <laughs> I have it in real life, too. But it's I think called it's dementia. Started yeah, from the podcast. Right. Yep. I think podcasting gave me dementia. That's not how that works. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that was not a callback. We can we need to do more callbacks. We just did like callbacks to like half a dozen different nineties rap records. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We did do that. We did a lot of callbacks to nineties yeah. rap back when it was good. I like Cal Scrubby. What is your opinion on on rap? Because like I just I just like early nineties two uh, thousands rap. I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't earned the right to listen to rap. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> no. You're afraid that if you listen to rap, someone's gonna pull your card. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I think they're gonna find me. You know, I think they have ways of dealing with people like me. I don't know. I I have no. Uh... I have no reason to listen to rap, and I listen to a fuck ton of it. Really? Damn. Dude, I love Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, Wu-Tang is good. Like, I yeah. love they Wu-Tang Clan, N.W.A., Ice Cube, yeah. uh, Dre. No, I like all I like all, all that rap. I So the only rap that I listen to now is, like, Outkast, right? And that's, like, total, like, in that same kind of vein or whatever. Um, but I like yeah. Kendrick. Lamar? Yeah, Kendrick. Like, oh, right. okay. I take that back. I, I do like Logic. See, I don't fuck that's, with uh, Kendrick Lamar or Logic. Really? But, but I do. Uh, oh, I fuck with Joji, but Joji's more of like an R and B guy. Yeah, 
Uh, but I do like... That's pink guy for all you. Yeah. I like uh, Yachty. I like... Uh, Little Yachty. Yeah, I like Yachty. Yachty, 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 Yachty. Don't want to get canceled. Yeah. Or <laughs> this episode will just be, you know, copywritten. Cop, copy, copyright struck. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't have... I don't listen to rap a lot. But I, li- I like it, you know? I like it. That's what it I feel, I feel that. I listen to a lot of MGK, if you guys care. Nope. You? <laughs> nope. You have lost the right to talk about rap. <laughs> Bro, I remember when uh, my favorite rap beef of the recent era was uh, him, and, him and Eminem. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That wasn't even rap beef, though. That was him that was trying to be that was a relevant. Rap yeah, yeah, no, that was him trying to be relevant. And then Eminem being like, okay. Let me explain to you why you're not, and dissing him so fucking bad yeah. that he switched from rap to pop punk. He's like, I'm gonna, you know, not rap anymore. I was just, I think, uh, you got yeah. his card pulled. Actually, I, I got I, fucking executed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually think that. I mean, that was a good stunt because that's how I found out about MGK. Right. Um, I don't think that he it made him change genres because he he actually released that album. Right, and it actually had a few like pop punk songs on it, even then. Yeah, because he was you know leaning towards that oh, one, okay. and then when Killshot came out, yeah. it was like, oh, I just need to go completely into that one. Raps, right. raps over, raps over. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, I, I really enjoy MGK. Awesome. I don't know, I don't, I don't like his rap stuff really, but because yeah, he's horrible at it. But his face pop punk stuff, dude. If you guys haven't listened to like the most recent album. You should give it a listen. You'd he covered uh, Paramore. Yeah. Yeah, Misery Business. Yeah, Misery I remember. Business. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. Yeah. Didn't he have Travis Barker for that? He may have. Oh, I Travis plays on a lot of dates with him, too. I, I did not know that. Yeah. This Is Travis... I could be totally wrong. Is Travis Barker the uh, Astro World guy? No, that's Travis Scott. Scott. Travis Scott. Yeah, yeah, Travis Barker is the drummer for Blink. Oh, that makes that that checks out a lot more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a McDonald's meal named after him. Right? Was it McDonald's? The Travis? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, Astro World was fucking crazy. Have you guys heard about that? Yes. Yeah, where like eight people died. Yeah, I thought more people died, but well, it doesn't fucking matter because yeah. people died. How many people at a Blink show have died? Exactly. Mm, that's true. Over like thirty years. Yeah. So we know which one's the dominant Travis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Travis Scott because he kills people. Because he kills people. Like <laughs> Travis Barker, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I uh, listened to a podcast about that like two years ago, and it was fucking wild. I was like, no, this isn't real. This isn't reality based. But you know, life's absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is absurd. <laughs> just uh, like Astro World. You know, like <laughs> Astro World was fucking absurd. Right. So it's like you are picture yourself as you're in the the bottom of the mosh pit. And you're this girl, and she's just getting absolutely like murked, man. It's like stampeded on. Is she gonna choose to make that a good day or a bad day? Well, it's neither. It's there's no intrinsic value. <laughs> yeah, and then so she just fucking she takes that that third path of fucking getting getting fucking murdered. Uh, instead of choosing life, I chose death. I cho- I chose to be stampeded to death, trampled rather. Fuck you both. <laughs> Speaking of choose life, have you seen Train Spotting? No, bro, no. you would like it. I yeah. think maybe. Dude, yeah, I have Train Spotting on my list. I have Life of Pi on my list. Life of Pi is good. Yeah. I, I don't like Life of Pi. It's not as good as Train Spotting. Oh, did I tell you I watched T two? Yeah, you did. Yeah, 
T two is good as well. T2. It's train spotting too. Yeah, oh. not okay. Terminator two. Not that's right. That's where yeah. my mind went. The first Terminator movie was a horror movie, and yes. it's weird that it moved to action afterwards. Yeah, yeah just like Willy Wonka. That is weird, isn't it? it yeah. yeah. I didn't believe it. Like the first time someone said that to me, I hadn't watched the original Terminator and since I was a kid, and I was like, yeah. I don't think so. Right. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, no, this is a horror movie. He's basically fucking Michael Myers. Right. That's crazy, dude. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. They were just like, hey, hard pivot. Just like this podcast. Well, know? yeah, but you can do that if you live in the absurd, right? That's true. <laughs> you can. You can because so season one, you guys were like into horror, like a yeah. bunch of horror shit, right? No. So then you switched to, I don't know, like being a more action-oriented podcast. Is that? No. No, because <laughs> we went from horror to just movies right. that we really, really enjoy. Right. Was the idea for it to be like an, like a horror movie podcast? Yes. I see. Yeah, that was the that was the original concept. Well, the issue with it is, and I didn't know this at the time, but I've learned this over the past two years since we started the podcast. I don't like very many horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, even yeah. horror movies I like when comparing them to other movies that I like. Yeah, I don't really like them very much. Like I love <laughs> horror. I'll sit there and watch horror all day. Right, but I don't want to talk about it because there's not really much to talk about. Sure. Yeah, it's like, oh, that was a cool kill. Like, have you guys seen Terrifier? Mm-hmm. You seen? Te- oh, you talking? I don't about- know if you'd like Terrifier, mm, but there's okay. a kill in it that's probably one of my favorite kills in cinematic history. Is it the, it's the upside down? Hacksaw. Yeah, that's one of my favorites oh, too. Yeah, but see that 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 was fundamentally the problem that we ran into was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Because if you listen yeah. to the Friday the Thirteenth episode, one of my favorite horror movies, yeah. with boring episode. Yeah, right. I think our uh, sleepaway camp one was good. Well, but... that's just because we were talking about fucking child molestation <laughs> the whole time, yeah. and how fucked up it well, is. That's how you so... gotta do it. You gotta like come up with like a. It's like for the Friday the Thirteenth. It's like, oh hey, my favorite kill was when those uh, those teenagers were having premarital sex, and Jason <laughs> will not have that. No, his, Jason his... X. Yeah. Jason X takes the cake every fucking time for that one. For the sleeping bag, yes, that yes. was hot. One of my uh, favorite kills of all that's time. That's amazing. So in my head canon, Jason is just really again like he's like a a conservative fundamentalist Christian and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I will not tolerate premarital sex or drugs or boozing. Yeah, no boozing. Nothing. Right? Not. Don't have fun. Right. And don't do it in the woods. Woods are sacred area. How many how many Christian kids, how many good Christian kids did he kill in those movies? None. 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 Exactly right. How he's many like, heathens did he kill? Right, he's like uh, if you guys if you guys ever ever heard of the superhero Bible Man, you ever I've heard? Not. <laughs> There's oh okay yeah. So Christian kids grew up with Bible Man. I grew up with the uh, like celery stick or whatever. Yeah, Veggie Tales. Yeah. Is that like the cha cha slide thing? What's that? Where they did like you know, uh, like stomp on the devil three times. <laughs> no, we did that when yeah. I was in Bible Ooh, school. Yeah, like raise your hands and uh, what is it like raise your hands and worship? I'll see if I can find it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Put a thumb tack on the chair so when the devil sits down, he's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ay. Yeah. <laughs> Arriba. <laughs> Muy caliente on mi heine. <laughs> but Bible Man, what is this? Oh, Bible Man is uh, basically he's like, it looks like the he looks like the Flash, like a buffer Flash with like a purple outfit and like a Bible on his, like as his insignia or whatever. And he just basically like confronts uh, villains who are like getting like trying to get kids to like smoke and stuff. 
know, like there's like a, a nicotine man and he's like he's like, Hey kids, you wanna try a cigarette? That's funny. You know, and he's like, No, for the Bible says, you know, be sober and vigilant. Well, weren't there folks smoking in the Bible? Like was that not a thing? I don't think that's a thing. It, I, it might very well might not be. They drink. I know they drink. Only they drink wine. A, they, they drink, drink a, a lot. shitload. Yeah. An, an exorbitant amount. Yeah, they exorbitant. say exorbitant. Yeah, they they say uh, wine uh, gladdens the heart. You know, and it's like, oh yeah, I see why you like cheated on your wife because you're blackout drunk every night. King David, oh, he's like, wow. I thought you were just fucking with me with the Bible man thing. It's it's real. It's a real thing. Man. 1995. There's two seasons. It's fucking golden. If you guys haven't seen like the actual thing it's fucking golden dude he has a lightsaber yeah it's very campy it's very i'm gonna like, call george lucas yes i know <laughs> yeah. i love it man. bible man he reminds me of fucking like the toxic avenger is like that's like kind of like the production style of it toxic oh. avenger was dope yeah did you see they're remaking that no are they am, am i making that up taylor no you're not they are okay yeah yeah I thought they were, but then after I said it, I was like, do you know what you're talking about? And my brain was like, oh. <laughs> right. So anyway, I was going somewhere with that, but I don't remember, so. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. You're that good. happens a lot on this podcast. Yeah. So it happens when you get three people with fucking ADHD in a room together. <laughs> That's right. It's like, yeah, I'm, I was trying to make a point with Bible Man, but then it was like, well, Bible Man is more entertaining than wherever I'm going with this because it's so fucking it's like stupid. <laughs> that's me when I bring up masturbating in porta potties. Like, there's that's never <laughs> why I'm bringing it up, right? But that's always more more entertaining than the end goal, right? Exactly right. You're trying to like make some like life lesson way easier by abstracting it to, hey, one time I was jerking it in a port porta potty in Afghanistan. Which, if you live in the absurd, you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, Afghanistan is absurd. An Afghanistani porta potty is absurd. They're really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, masturbating in a porta potty is absurd. Oh, that's true. Anywhere, any location. What yeah. do you mean? Because it's stinky in there. It's just yeah. like a like a hole in the ground, right? You are literally getting your dick hard around shit piss that's not yours. Well, it might be yours, Some but it's them. also everybody else's that's been baking in the sun. Yeah, fermented. Yeah. And yeah. you're you're jerking off. Bro, have you never gone down on a musty girl? No. <laughs> oh. It's musty. It's true. And he was just he was just trying to serve his country the right way cuz <laughs> like at the time <laughs> at the at the time <laughs> Bailey was recruited, um America had a slogan going around where they're going to uh what was it, Bailey? It was uh um America's going to go down on a musty girl. That's called Afghanistan. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that was in the newspapers. So yeah, like, you don't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can say that for the Patreon. Are we good? The yeah, yeah, we're fucking good. We're getting into that territory where we're gonna have to be cutting so much shit. All right, do you guys just want to end it then? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So how do you how do you want to end this? The way we did it last last week. time. Yeah. How, what do you mean? It's you, you, me. Thanks for watching. Okay. Or, and then you guys from Bye. This has been Two Ideas One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And I'm Monty. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Watching? Nobody watches these. Oh shit. Thanks for listening. I was too focused on my accent, my yeah. outro accent. <laughs> shit. Take two. All right.
I left all of the takes at last time. You did? <laughs> I haven't listened to the episode. Hell That's yeah, fucking dude. funny. That's great. All right, take number two. Okay. This has been Two Idiots One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And I'm Monty. And thanks for listening with your ears. Bye-bye. Bye. God damn it. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. No, it's not. One more. Take three. <laughs> Has to be perfect. Go. Okay. This has been Two Idiots One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And I'm Monty. I've been informed that you all have been listening to this podcast <laughs> with your ears. <laughs> God damn it. Take four. Ears. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. This has been Two Ideas One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And I'm Monta. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. That's how you fucking do 